Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOpen.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with me today. Today I want to talk about releasing your fears. This is a topic that keeps surfacing in my own life and every time I go to channel some messages, this is what comes up. So I feel like this is something that maybe the collective is battling right now, so I want to address it. Why are fears popping up? How are they keeping us stuck? And how can we break free from allowing these fears to keep telling us lies, keep us stuck, and keep us from living the life that we truly deserve to live? So what are your fears? That's an important thing. What triggers you? what I have found is generally linked to some kind of fear, whether it be a financial thing or if it's in relationships. Like for me, a big fear is fear of abandonment because as a little three-year-old, my mom and dad got divorced, my dad left. And when you're little, you really can't process what's happening when something like that happens. And I really truly believe A lot of why we have these fears that show up in our lives later on as adults is because things happened to us when we were kids. And as children, we don't know how to process that. And I know at least the generation of parenting that I had, they were not people who sat down and explained things very well or helped you to understand what was happening. It's just this is the way it is and this is how it's going to be. And that can be very scary and confusing to a little child. So those fears really start from very early on and a young age. Sometimes I think we don't even remember why those fears surface, like why they're there. Like, how did that happen? Why did I first start to develop that fear? It happened so long ago. It's just part of us and we don't even remember why those things happen. And sometimes we do remember I do remember my parents' divorce. I don't really remember a whole lot before that. I have one memory of us being together as a family. One. That's it. From there on, it was them being angry and fighting, and it was not a good thing. So for me, having that fear of if I don't act right or if I don't do this, like it, it definitely led to like the people-pleasing behaviors for me. Because I felt like I had to please my mom and I had to please my dad and I was trying to make them both happy. I distinctly remember one memory of being in the kitchen with them when I was, I guess I had to be three because it was right around the time they got divorced. And my mom crying and my dad, like they were arguing, then my mom crying. And I remember running to my mom and hugging my mom and then running to my dad and hugging my dad. I really, truly was ultimately the picture of being in the middle. That's exactly what it was. And I felt like I had to go comfort her and then I had to go comfort him. And that is where this whole people pleasing thing started because I felt like if I was good, if I'd be better, like maybe this wouldn't happen. And we know that that's not true, of course. And then my dad went off and had his own life. And in the process of that, we didn't see him. So it felt like abandonment. Still love my dad, but it brought up so many issues. And there are other issues I had with my mom too. But 
this is what caused a lot of the fears in my life to really start to take shape. And then you go about your life and you forget about it, especially when we run on autopilot. We're just going, trying to make things happen. And all of a sudden, something happens to you and it's like a giant trigger. You're like, why did I get so triggered by that? What is that? That is some underlying fear that just got poked, right? There it is. I'm touching this fear that you have that you forgot was there. And the fears can be over anything. They can be surrounding money. They can be surrounding your worth. They can be surrounding love and the fact that you may get hurt again. They're all over the place. We have them, again, a lot of times we don't even realize they're there. Just fears that we have. And they have been formed by the experiences that we have had. They shape our lives and they control us subconsciously. We don't even realize that a lot of the decisions that we make are based on fear and not trust. Like trust is the total opposite of fear, right? I mean, love is the total opposite, but trust, when we trust things, we trust ourselves, we trust our intuition, we trust our gut, we're not running on that fear because fear will tell us like, you can't do that. That won't work for you. That person doesn't like you. When we ignore the fear and we start learning to trust and we build trust with ourselves and with our intuition, then fear gets drowned out, right? It's like that white noise and we just decide to turn the volume down. Like, shut up. I'm not listening to you anymore. You're stupid. You're a liar. You're the one trying to ruin my life, not this other stuff. So how do you deal with it? What do you do so that you can build the trust with yourself more? The first thing you have to do is you have to know what it is that's causing you fear. What are your fears? There was a card that I used to get in one of my Oracle decks, and I think it was the Crazy Sexy Love Notes deck, and it said, invite your fears to tea. But it's true. We have to get really chummy and comfortable with our fears because we need to identify them. We can't fix something if we don't know what's wrong. And we have to realize what our fears truly are. Every time you feel poked by something, you get triggered by something, that's the time to sit down and say, okay, what is this really about? Why do I feel so triggered? What is this showing me? And again, it's usually that fear, right? I'll never forget I took an online course and it was, I paid all this money to work with, it was a coach, a business coach who believed in spirituality and business and her methodology, me, you know, being a teacher, I understand how you should correct people and how you shouldn't. And she was not a trained teacher. She just got on there to coach because she had information, which that's fine, great, whatever. You have to mesh with people's style. Like sometimes just energetically, you're not a match for somebody and that's fine too. But if you said something, you gave an opinion, she would immediately get a, jump on here and say, now here's why you're wrong. And to me, it was so off-putting. It's like, whoa, how about we say that a different way? 
and it's like, look at what she did. This is the totally wrong way to do it. Like I would never, ever do that in my classroom because that is the worst way to teach. You don't point out the way that people are making mistakes. That is embarrassing and makes people not want to try. That's the total opposite way you should teach. And it really pissed me off. And I ended up getting my money back from her because I'm like, I didn't, I don't want to learn from you. I don't like your teaching style and I'm out. But I thought, okay, why am I so triggered by this? What's going on? And what I realized is it triggered a fear in me that I am not smart enough. I don't know enough. I don't have enough to do what I'm doing. And it goes back to worthiness, right? I don't feel worthy of this. I don't feel like I should be doing a podcast. I don't feel like I should be leading people because I don't know what I'm doing. And no one, I shouldn't be helping people because I'm not helpful. It's not working. I don't, this is a waste of everyone's time. That's what it brought out in me. And I wanted to quit. I wanted to just scrap everything go back into the shadows and stop what I was doing. And then I kept pulling cards for myself, like shine your light and put yourself out there. And then I thought to myself, okay, this reaction, this was just like when someone pokes you and you punch them back. That was the reaction I was having. I wasn't really looking at this logically. It was the fear that I was not enough and I didn't know enough It was making me want to retreat and go back and stop doing this. And then people were leaving comments on the podcast like, thank you for what you do. And it's like, okay, there's proof. So when those lies come about and you identify them, one of the ways to fight the lie is to look for the truth. The truth in that situation was that I was helping people and that I may not be perfect, but what I was doing mattered and that I needed to keep going. And I was worthy. And even though I'm learning and I'm not perfect, I wasn't expecting myself to be that I needed to keep going. The truth was right there in that review. Thank you for doing this. And that's what made me realize, okay, you had this way overreaction to something. And it was because of this fear. And I've got to keep this fear in check. I need to deal with it. So what, what caused it? Well, let me think back. What's happened in my past? Oh, well, there were times when you were a kid when you brought home a report card and your brother had straight A's and you had a B and it wasn't good enough. And I know that wasn't the message my mom wanted to send when she would talk about our report cards with all three of us there. And I'm guilty of this too. I used to do it with my kids. She was just trying to say, hey, you need to be better. I know you can do better. And I could have. It wasn't because I wasn't capable. I just didn't feel motivated to do that. But we don't take that messaging the right way. Instead of taking it as, hey, just be a little more motivated, I took it as, you're really dumb. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You're not as smart as your brother. That wasn't at all what the messaging was. That's what... I perceived as the messaging. That was a lie. Fears are just lies that we've allowed ourselves to believe over time. And when you let something happen over time like that, it becomes your truth. But it's not the truth. 
We have to unravel that. So what have we let become our truth that really isn't our truth that we need to now retell? We need to retell our story in a different way. So the first step is getting to know your fears. What are they? What do you keep telling yourself over and over again? And only you can know this. But I will admit that this is hard. Like it actually took someone else telling me, why did you get so triggered for me to actually look into it? So we have blind spots. There are things we cannot see ourselves. That's why I love working with coaches or working with people who can help me and say, hey, this is what I noticed about you. Why would that trigger you? You know, even with the situation going on with my brother, I've had to have people say like, well, what, why are you having such a strong reaction? And I said, because he's acting exactly like my ex did, expecting me to pay for him and to like do things for him and just accept bad behavior from him. And I don't want to do it. And it's like, oh, well, there's a good start. Now, where do we go from there? Now, how do you do that? Now what? So you've got to figure that out and perhaps asking your friends to like, hey, like, what do you notice? Where do, when do I seem to get triggered? Look for that fear. You have to face it, but it will be okay. I know sometimes that can bring on panic. Breathe through it. Just breathe through it knowing that you're not doing this to torture yourself. You're doing this so that you can work through it and that it never has to plague you like that again. It may still come up for you, but you'll be like, oh, I know what that is, and then you just let it go. So identify your fears. Then look for truths. Is that true? No, it's not true because I saw this, which tells me that obviously I have to be smart. Obviously I have to have enough. Look, I sold one of my sessions, so obviously people like it. I sold another one, so there's my truth. Look for the evidence and the truth that your fear is a lie. You don't have to be perfect. So if your lie is telling you like, hey, you don't have enough because you don't have everything all in order, that's the lie. That's the fear is that you have to be perfect. You don't. No one's perfect. Not a single person on this planet not even Oprah. No one is perfect. You got to let that go. Visualize what it would look like if the opposite was true, which it is. I said, I don't have enough. I should just go away. Just stop my podcast, delete everything. No, the opposite was true. I needed to promote it more. I needed to get it out there more because more people needed to hear it. Once you look at what's really true, then start doing some things to really reflect on that. Like put a mantra in place. I love doing that. I like burning the lies, writing all of that down on a piece of paper and then saying to yourself and to the universe, I realize that I've been telling these lies to myself. I have been accepting these lies as my truth for my whole life. And I'm done doing that now. I give these back to you. I release it in love. I'm letting it go because this is not my truth. I don't want this to be my truth. It isn't my truth. I don't accept it anymore. And now I'm letting it go. Asking for peace over this situation. Burning those lies. 
And now we're going to tell ourselves the new story instead of, I need to just quit because I don't have enough. It's, I'm going to work harder because more people need to hear my story and I have everything I need right now. I can always improve, but I'm doing my best and that's good enough. Tell our new story. Perhaps you have some mantras that you can say to yourself every day to keep yourself in check. Like today, I got up and I'm going to do my best and it's going to be enough. And I'm going to have an amazing day because I deserve it and worthy. And all of these blessings are going to come into me. And I'm going to see that because I'm worthy of it. Do your mantras. Find some that will help you specifically. You can just do a Google search or even on Pinterest for mantras for whatever it is that you've identified as your fear and the lie. And now you need to rewrite that and create your truth. So find your mantras. Do a tapping, do an EFT tapping. Again, do a YouTube search. Search for whatever the topic is, the fear that you're trying to eliminate. Do a tapping. And before you do the tapping, take a breath. Check in with your body and ask yourself, how strong is this fear from zero to 10? Zero being it doesn't bother me at all and 10 being I can hardly stand it. Where's the, where's the pain factor, right? Zero or 10? And then do the tapping. After the tapping, take another deep breath. Again, where is my fear? Zero to ten. And you want to keep doing it until you get as close to zero as possible. Because this goes deep. It's multi-layered. Not just from this lifetime. We carry it over from past lifetimes. It's generational. Gotta break that. So... It's time to start looking at what it is you're fearing because it's keeping you from doing what you really need to do, which is to live your amazing dream life, which you deserve. All right. I wanted to pull a few cards today for you from the new deck that Ginger got me and I love it. And I thank you, Ginger, for that. It's a deck by Angela Rose. And the first card that came out is balance. So when we're not in balance and when our energy is not in check, that's when our fears take over. It really is. So you have to get your life in balance and you need to get your energy in balance. When we feel connected to our mind, body, and soul, we feel more balanced in our lives. The only way to feel balanced is to create it. Only say yes to things if it feels like a soul yes. So again, don't overwhelm yourself. Lighten your load. Ask for help from others and don't say yes to things you don't want to say yes to. And do an energy clearing. Again, I have those on my YouTube channel. You can just do a YouTube search, but doing energy clearings or get a Reiki session, those really help. Do one thing today to feel balance and harmony in your life. Do you need a massage for your body, meditation for your mind, a walk in nature for your soul? Do you need to say no? Keep your yeses a sacred. I feel balanced when I honor what I need most. All right, and the next card is take the leap. Again, fear is keeping you stuck. Don't allow that. Don't wait a second longer to do the thing or take action on your dream. You are ready now. Create your own time. Jump in and take the big scary leap. And I love this card, especially there's a butterfly on this card. And butterflies are a huge symbol to me for transformation and change and going after the thing that makes us the most afraid. Because that is the bravest thing you can do is to take on your fears head on. 
Create the time now to do what has been your calling. Get out your calendar. Actually schedule this in. You can do it. I was made for this. I am ready now. What's the thing you've most wanted to do but have been most afraid of? Take a step today. Make time. Put it in your calendar. Do something. One actionable step towards that. And then you have receive. Are you able to receive compliments, money, support? If we are only giving without receiving, we become resentful. Today, I receive with an open heart. Receiving is not greedy or selfish. It's part of stepping into our divine feminine energy. Yes. And taking that leap and going after the thing you want often requires help from others. And if you're asking your guides and your team for help, they're most likely going to send it in human form. So allow it to come in. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad. Receive it with an open and welcoming heart because it has been divinely sent. Pay attention to how you receive today. Receive with an open and gracious heart. Your mantra should be, I am open to receiving abundance. And the last card, and I love this, like these have all lined up so perfectly. I deserve. You deserve to enjoy an amazing life that brings you joy and abundance. You were born worthy. There is nothing you need to do to prove your worth. That's right. It is your birthright. You are worthy. You deserve it. Keep telling yourself that. Journal what your best day would look and feel like. See it in your mind. We need to feel it before we can receive it. I love this idea. Get out a piece of paper and journal what your perfect day would look like. And then I want you to imagine it as if you were there. What are the sights? What does it smell like? What are the sounds? You know, like I wake up and lounge with my cup of coffee on the ocean, like right out on my big patio and overlooking the ocean and I can smell my cup of coffee. I can taste the delicious coffee. I can hear the sound of the waves crashing on the shore. I can smell the sea air. The more you get into the daydreaming, the more you're getting into the emotion and the energies of manifesting because it's all about the feeling of it. What would this feel like? What would it look like? What would it be like? And your mantra for this card is, I am worthy of a life I love. Absolutely. Write that down somewhere. Heck, get a tattoo of that somewhere. (laughs) I am worthy of the life I love. Say that again and louder for the people in the back. I am worthy of a life I love. Exactly. You are. It is your birthright. So start working on eliminating those fears, identifying them, creating your new truth, retelling your story, and then daydreaming. What would your life look like if everything you wanted was in it right now? What would that look like? What would it feel like for you? Because you deserve it. And you can have it. All right, guys. Well, I hope that those messages resonated for you. I hope you have a beautiful and amazing day. As always, I am sending you guys so much love and light. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.